Welcome to today's episode of Dear Future Husband Podcast with your host, yours truly, Brizette Tompkins. I want to first be, uh, thank everyone, um, before I forget, I um, want to thank everyone for tuning in and for following me and for supporting me. I appreciate it. I just want to give credit where honor is due, and I appreciate you so much. Um, also, I do want to say that anything that's said in this um, today's episode, I will uh, give reference to uh, words that are not my own, as well as um, I just want to point out that even the graphic or the picture that's highlighting today's episode is not my own. I'm not sure who the art- artist is. But um, it is very, um, it was right on, you know, right for my today's episode. So with further ado, I want to set the tone of today's episode, which um, is on racial injustice, one country, two systems. Um, Though delicate, it is, it is necessary and pressing on my heart. Um, certainly, um, the purpose of this episode is to address and bring more attention to the inhumane injustices to black people who are wrongfully mistreated, imposed upon, no matter what age, gender, or gender. And let me, uh, backtrack for those who don't know me. Um, I am a proud, intelligent, beautiful black African American uh, woman who come from a lineage of strong black men and women. And I, this is again very painful episode. Um, it's trying. We every day you turn on the news lately, it's all in the media of what is going on in today's time. Um, So I want to start off by saying I did come across uh, this lovely saying or almost like a poem. Here it is. Pandemics are real. Whether or not you know someone who is sick, racism is real. Even if you aren't a racist white privilege is real even if you don't feel it police brutality is real even if you don't even if you know a cop that is kind and just your world isn't the world everything is not about you what I got out of that is it doesn't have to happen to you for it to affect you. Let me say that again. It doesn't have to happen to you for it, for it to affect you. Uh, many, um, those who are not black or of a minority, uh, this, you know, who's, or of the minority, basically whites, um, who haven't grown up knowing how, what it feels to be oppressed or to be bullied, um, to be 
degraded to be uh, made to feel or treated as less than um, when we all have blood running through our veins that the Lord God has gave uh, blessed us with and breath his breath uh, <laughs> that he's allowed us to breathe and still be here um, can't even imagine um, what uh, this is what I've been hearing can't even imagine what it feels like but that kind of uh, really uh, bothers me because even though uh, I may not understand something or may not have went through experienced something if I see someone being wronged and, 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 and harmed I mean visually see it or if someone comes to me in distress how is it I must, my heart must be really of stone or I must have no feelings to can't, can't even, you know, where your emotions doesn't cause you to want to fight for that person or console that person at that time and try to help them during their time of trouble. All right. I wanted to, um, play this message from Martin Luther King Jr. Um, of September 27th, 1966 on 60 Minutes. It can be found on YouTube. Um, and he says it real a brilliant um, message. I wanted to add that. Here it is. I contend that the cry of black power is at bottom a reaction to the reluctance of white power to make the kind of changes necessary to make justice a reality for the Negro. I think we've got to see that a riot is the language of the unheard. And what is it that America has failed to hear? It has failed to hear that the economic plight of the Negro poor has worsened over the last few years. How many summers like this one do you imagine that we can expect? Well, I would say this, we don't have long. The mood of the Negro community now is one of urgency, one of saying that we aren't going to wait, that we've got to have our freedom. We've waited too long. So that uh, I would say that every summer we are going to have this kind of vigorous protest. My hope is that it will be nonviolent. I would hope that we can avoid riots because riots are self-defeating and socially destructive. I would hope that we can avoid riots, but that we will be as militant and as determined next summer and through the winter uh, as we have been this summer. And I think the answer about how long it will take will depend on the federal government, on the city halls of our various cities, and on white America to a large extent. This is where we are at this point, and I think quite America will determine how long it will be and which way we go in the future. Wow, that is so disturbing in so many ways. Um, it's a sad day when uh, Martha King Jr., a devout and, you know, um, prominent leader of our time of black people um, along with my ancestors and many of your ancestors ancestors that have fought and bled and even died for the uh, fight for freedom for equality for justice and to you know I just imagine as to what they would do or how they would feel um 
they were still here and I have some that are um, still alive today um, I wouldn't even dare or haven't even thought to go to them and ask them because I, I already know um, what they would say but I feel as if time has you know, you say you take one step um, forward and then, you know, like if you do something, it's like you take two steps back. It's like we, we reverting or erasing all of what the good that has been done. Um, certainly, I'm not speaking of, of us who are oppressed, but of the um, oppressor and things that have been done to make laws have been passed for us to be able to vote women we can black women can vote or women in general was the first to get vote and then um there's no more you don't see the separate bathrooms for blacks and whites you don't see colored only you don't see sitting at the back all of these things that was you don't but yet this ugly head is has reared um of course, racism has always existed, and it still exists, um, but even more so today. And it's as if it's it's doing it um, in bold, being bold about it. Um, it, it here's two examples. Two examples. Uh, one um, came across on social media. This is the uh, view of the white uh, person saying white privilege isn't even a thing so to them it's as if it's they they they, there is no white privilege this is their life of course uh reality this there's tanya mcdowell she's a homeless black mother uh and she's she lied to the school district that she lived in and so that in order for her six-year-old son could go to a better school. Okay, so that's her story. And then we have the famous actress Felicity Huffman, where, you know, she, it was told in Final News, uh, she paid $15,000 to buy her daughter's way in to college, basically bypassing all of the legal protocols, rules, and regulations for for the normal process of being accepted in the college, which includes having just the good grades, having good grades based on your grades, based on test scores, um, any fees or anything, application fee, anything like that. Um, so back to Tanya McDowell, she was sentenced to five years in jail for lying about the school district that she lived in in order to, to better her child's uh, education. So since for five years in jail for that versus the famous actress Felicity Huffman, she paid basically bribery um, for her daughters to get into school and she was only sentenced to jail for 14 days. Okay, one example. Um, you can flash floor forward to today. Um with the late uh with our late george floyd um who was recently laid to rest by his mother next to his mother um 
he was so supposedly suspected for forgery don't know if that's true or not but even so um suspected for forgery cops were called and the video keep playing back and forth back and forth over and over over and over he several videos actually showed him he didn't resist any arrest um he might have showed a video where he was talking probably asking what's going on why am i being arrested those are just normal or natural things to do um but again there was no tussle there was no um fighting back anything like that he um no resisting of arrest so we have that then i seen another video where it showed a couple of officers walking him down the street still huff handcuffed and then after that then we see the the the, the last horrifying video of him being pinned down on the ground in front of a, a car pinned down in, in front of a by a police officer who intentionally purposely had his knee on his neck and then he's gonna look at the camera like he's looking right at the camera as if he's looking and yeah he's looking at the camera boldly to say what you gonna do oh you know don't mind being caught not ashamed not covered up normally those who are robbing or committing some kind of crime they don't want to be seen but hey he's you can see his face in clear and it was daylight um where nobody would be able to uh, mistake him for what he looked like and then and then officers fellow officers standing around you know um looking and, and nobody's coming to his aid to to stop this and and then you would hear his last uh, words he would say and, and and he was held down for eight minutes and 46 seconds that's a long time a long time he um Reverend Al Sharpton um spoke at two of his memorial services and um I thought it was a great tribute and honor in his uh, and you know of his last breath um where the first uh, one in Minnesota where this where he was murdered um he asked the uh, audience to pause you know moments of silence for eight minutes and 46 seconds and they put the time up so it could be exact and that was uh that was crucial just to just to imagine being on the ground and it's hot you know somebody's on you and 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 pinned down and in your neck oh god lord knows he knows all he knows all for that long and then for it to be said that they're trying to put the cause of his death on natural uh, health issues. Like he had some other health issues going on. No, he died. He was murdered. That was his death, his cause of death. Um, then we have the other uh, one you can compare to, which was a young white male boy, uh, Dylan Wolf. I'm sorry if I cannot pronounce his name, where he murdered nine people in a church and he was arrested peacefully. They arrested him peacefully and he just got through killing, actually murdering nine people. They didn't use that force like they did on George, who was supposedly accused of forgery. 
Oh, and and we're talking. This is this brings back to the episode was the name of was what racial injustice. One country, two systems. Um. So, of course, this is a lot to say. Um, it's a lot going on, and it's a lot of thoughts I have going on in my mind. But I didn't. I I just wanted to. Uh, really bring attention to this issue because it's really been on my heart and it's hard to you can't escape it and 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 it doesn't need to be escaped justice needs to prevail um and we have so besides well first of all i did want to uh point out that again um is not only our black men that are being murdered, it, whether they're old or young. Um, some of the ladies, some of the uh, ladies, women are being harmed as well. So it doesn't matter who you are. You're just black. If you're not white, you're mistreated, mistreated um, differently. And that has been um, a fact, which is, is, is very sad. Um, but I, I did want to say that um, just like back, you know, in the sixties and even further than that, um, black men have been targeted because why? Cause they are the heads. They are supposed to be the heads. They are the heads of families of the family. And in order for you to have control of anything, um, to take over, you know, you, you you know to um, dominate you would find a person who's in control find a leader some way to take it down and tear it down so I just want to encourage um, our my people and and especially the black men to because um, it's so much that they've been fighting they've been fighting and every day of course I don't know I can't experience know what it's like because I'm not in their shoes. I'm not a black male, but I, I've I've lived with black men and I have um, families and I know what they're up against. Um, and so, just to have you know normal uh, rights or be given equal treatment of. Or just to be looked at as a human, um, with dignity, that's the word, dignity. And so I'm just here to encourage you all and, and myself um, to keep moving and pushing forward. But I did like this poem, um, I'm going to call it, I'm not sure who the author is. And this is what it says, Dear Black Men. Don't let a don't let a fear of racist police distract you from building for the future. A real man doesn't live in paralyzed I mean the real man doesn't live paralyzed constant fear of another man. Instead, he prepares for battle. So I I just want to say Fight on, fight on, um, 
I'm here. I'm standing with my brothers and sisters, um, those who are, you know, peaceful protests, and and of course in prayer. Uh, for this is not, this is a spiritual warfare. And I do want to say that not everyone, and, and speaking of um, of the riots or possible vandalism of buildings, not every one of, uh, of us was a part of that. Um, there was, is found on videos and cameras of others, like whites, um, you know, covered up and, and found out trying to hide vandalizing buildings and then some that were just outright doing it breaking windows and um looting and and this is supposed to be all in when they were confronted by some of our um people bold people to ask them why are you doing this stop it we didn't ask you to do this oh this is where black lives matter so they did it uh, so that it could be pin- knowing full and well that it would not bring any shame to their race, but only add, but only add extra um, leverage if they if they want if you want to call it that, or to to make us look bad. Um, and I and I, I just that's just coward being cowardly. Um. So I just wanted to say um, we have lots of um, people of our people who have who have been victims and have died. And there are hashtags that that's been used. Of course, we are more than hashtags. They are more than hashtags. But the point of that is to bring more attention to it, to um, this is the way our voices are heard. And so that's how we come you hear uh, late Brianna Taylor um, who was just laying in her home resting in her home and the, and the police came unannounced no warrant shot out shut up you know and she was killed and murdered um, and you know there's a hashtag for her say her name there are many other names too um, we have Sandra Bland and Trayvon Martin and Ahmad Arvey and Freddie Gray and Eric Gardner and um, of course the most recent with George Floyd that was you know most um, publicized. But there's so many others that I you know that uh, so so many others that is um, to to be mentioned. But I do, it's a, it's a very sad day when, you know, we have a leader, well, a current leader who dismisses the cries of its, of its constituents who are being mistreated and abused and would rather use, um, you know, put tear gas and things like that uh, just to separate or move out peaceful protesters so that he can bravely walk down the street, street to uh, a church just to hold a Bible up as a, as a, a prop. I, I don't know what that's to say, that he what he believes. I don't, I don't know. But I do know that they did show on video where someone asks, is that your Bible? And he said, it's a Bible. 
whoa that it just speaks volumes you know and um, young people are growing up have nieces and nephews and this whole judicial this whole voting system or um democracy that we have thank god it's not a dictatorship um which current leader was seeming like trying to make it go that way but um you know we do have the say the people have a say in who comes into leadership who we vote in who comes in and so the goal is for you guys to vote 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 show up show up show up no matter what show up um use your voice our voice can be heard through our voting um so in the words that martin luther king jr said it best a riot uh is the language of the unheard and so when i think about that i just, i mean what would you do if you or i would say to the to the white people or to those who haven't experienced um being oppressed or being bullied because it's just a form of bullying it's just bullying for you sometimes you get bullied for those who have been experienced bullying um people bully for no reason or they don't like you or they use it for a form of control i mean all of these are the reason legitimate not not real reasons nobody should be bullying but uh are the underlining of someone to bully and so um because and you know what i just because we are powerful there's nothing that we can do when we come together um we are strong we are strong people because if you're, from being oppressed all uh, these years and still oppressed and still fighting, that's a lot, you know, to, to be beaten down, to be holds down, to be um, called boy. Oh, my God. Ancestors being called boys. And when they're grown men, um, to, to be disrespected. And um, that takes a lot of strength. And they still come back and, and, and still show up. Um, every day oh that takes a lot of strength what's cowardly is a a coward is someone that misuses their authority or their um, and I'm going to say that word again privilege (laughs) to uh, try to keep down keep down others and so I, I do remember when I was in undergrad it was a talk about Uh, and it hasn't happened yet but eventually you know it was theory that uh, eventually minorities would out um, number the whites would it be a flip where the minorities would no longer be minority but they'd be the majority and the whites would be the minority Um, I don't know if that'll ever happen the Lord knows, but it's just, you know, um, you know, like the golden rule do unto, you know, you want to do unto those, um, as you would have someone do unto you. And so, of course, being Christian, I, I, you know, don't necessarily believe that or, or walk that down because, 
if you would want to mistreat someone mistreats you you mistreat them and that's not christian like um but what i'm trying to say is if it takes for some people it may take them being in the shoes in the very shoes or they may not see they're blinded completely blinded or they they just they're just heartless and until you know they find themselves in that plight or in that situation um then and only then and if maybe they'll see that this is just wrong um as i said earlier i don't see how someone could see someone being mistreated and and and, and be spat on whatever the mistreatment is and not have a heart to want to help and to to undo it or to stop it um for everyone to be treated equally or or humane which is human (laughs) um so um i'm going to um end it here I, i just want to say that we shall overcome one day down in my heart I do believe we shall overcome someday no justice no peace strong and single <laughs>